Hey lovelies and welcome back to Gloss Girl Diaries. I'm Tina and I'll be joined by my beautiful co-host Candice where we are going to unlock the secrets to bridal beauty but also navigate the twists and turns of wedding planning. So grab a seat or pop your headphones on hey there, and lovelies. let's chat. Welcome to Gloss Girl Diaries, your ultimate backstage pass to all things bridal. I'm Tina and I am the heart and soul behind Gloss Girl and I am so excited to be your guide on this amazing journey. Joining me as my co-host is the beautiful Candice, one of our dedicated team members here at Gloss Girl, and together we'll share what happens behind the scenes. We are here to bring you valuable insights from industry leaders. You can expect candid conversations, practical tips from bridal prep to beauty advice, vendor secrets, and those touching genuine stories that make weddings truly special. We're diving into it all. So buckle up, lovelies, because the world of bridal beauty and wedding wisdom is about to unfold right before your ears. Grab your favourite drink, kick back, and let's embark on this adventure together. So let's talk about like choosing flavours and samples. What's that process? Oh, the fun side. Yeah. Oh, the fun side. Look, there is, a, people say that, the that you know, quite often um, the best part of the wedding is obviously choosing your menu and choosing your cake flavours. So, look, I, again, I can only talk for me. I include tasting boxes um, in my wedding cake bookings um, mm -hmm. and then or, or the, and over a certain um, price point. Otherwise, you can purchase them from me. We do up sample boxes. Mine actually get posted around the country. We did this at the start of COVID um, because a lot of people couldn't make it up to pick up their tasting boxes Well, we're all in lockdown, let's face it. And so that's how I spent about the first six months of our lockdown was working out how I could post cake tasting boxes. And we've got down to a bit of a fine art now. So we send our boxes out. They've been as far as Western Australia. Wouldn't recommend that at any other time except the dead of winter. Yeah. So okay. anyway, um, but yeah, so our, our tasting boxes, and I know Mel does them as well, and quite pretty much most of the cake decorators who work in the wedding industry do cake tasting boxes. Some people will do tasting appointments where you come and you try different cakes. You know that very, you see it a lot in American movies where they go to the bakery and then they all sit around and they all try all the cakes mm -hmm. basically over the counter. Mm -hmm. I don't know of any bakery in Australia that does that. It's, it, it's a very nice thought, but are you really going to eat that many different flavours of cake in one sitting? No. We thought we, no. we used to do that and have about six flavours and it was really rushed. So we moved to boxes and people now just grab their parents or they grab their maid of honour and best man and they pop a bottle of champagne mm. um, or they take it to overlooking Newcastle Beach. We've seen photos of them. We've seen photos of them on the North Shore in Sydney just enjoying them as part of a picnic and work their way oh, through the flavours. Nice. But and I think the world has changed a little bit and really it, everybody's so very time poor. So to, yeah. to go into a bakery, as you say, and sit down and have this 
that's stressful. Like I well, much and, prefer to get and a, a lot. A lot of people aren't getting married where they live. Like, yeah, I, well, I don't know what the percentages are for up here. I should probably run it one day. But high, um, the amount of couples that are flying in for the Hunter Valley, because it is a bit of a destination location where you spend the weekend or the week and, and, and have the whole, you know, the whole time up here with your family and friends and then everybody leaves. Or maybe they were born and raised in Newcastle or they got engaged up here when they were on holidays. So, you know, people are flying in. They don't generally live up here. Like most of my tasting boxes go to Sydney. Um, yeah, quite a few those young out there, that's an Instagrammable moment. So, uh, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> so, you know, it, they, they go out, people enjoy them. I mean, we, we have a lot more flavors than what we can provide in our tasting boxes, but it, to be honest, it gives you more of an example of the texture of a cake, the style of a cake, the general flavor profiles. And once you understand what, let's say, a white chocolate raspberry mud cake with white chocolate ganache and raspberry freeze-dried raspberry crumble, which is, let's face it, walks out our door just about every week and, My you know, with, with all of our orders. I know. Can you stop I know. I, I, actually, I actually said it, it shows you I don't know, I don't eat a lot of cake and I'm sitting there going, oh, that would be nice now, wouldn't it? Oh. Um, so well, what, once you understand how that flavour combination works together, but then you're like, I'm far more of a strawberry girl, then you can easily make the jump to going, well, I know what the white chocolate raspberry tastes like. Fiona also offers a white chocolate strawberry yeah. or there's a mango and coconut. Once you understand the base flavours, then you can generally build on that. And so, yeah, our tasting mm. boxes go out, people eat them, enjoy them, post lots of photos, generally get emails coming back saying, oh, I can't believe you sent me that. We ate the whole thing. <laughs> and I'm like, that, I'm like, that was a kilo of cake. I mean, between, between eight slices, that that box weighed just over a kilo. I am not responsible for your diabetic coma. <laughs> so, eat, eat at your own risk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, we, we found with COVID that we also had people just ordering the boxes because they wanted cake or previous oh, couples who were Can like, Can we just have a taste of Yes, most definitely. Well, that was uh, a, a lot, question a I was going to ask. So can anybody just order tasting boxes? From they, they can. Um, we do only, I do only make a set one, set amount of them every month when I do them. I am, I'm rejigging my tasting box arrangement this year. I don't know if I'll do a yearly calendar or if I'm going to move to an on-demand, more of an on-demand system. Um, mm -hmm. Again, the Royal We, it's me, myself and I who is doing all of these. So mm -hmm. uh, there, there's no room to have, you know, 50 of them available at, at late choice or late notice or things like yeah, that. Yeah. But um I'm trying to work out how best to to match for everyone. But I, I have couples coming back on their one-year anniversary and we have couples that come back on their one-year anniversary and order a mini cake from me oh, if they're local. Nice but if, if they're not, if they're not local, then a tasting box is a great way because we can post it to them. So oh, we, we actually have, like have a few people... <laughs> Can you, can you just order post one of it <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, honestly, I'm not joking. <laughs> just, just drop, drop, drop by the shop. I can hook you up. There's a couple of spare there. I mean, moment, I can tell you now. Candice is getting, she's drooling over there by the I sounds. Am, I'm not, I I'm am. not there now, Candice, but I'll be there later on this week. <laughs> okay. I'll meet you there later. <laughs> 
I, I, I say in my letter that, you know, please share the tasting box. But if you eat it all before you tell your fiance you have one, you could always order a second box because cake should be a judgment-free zone. It is oh. your wedding. You should have a completely judgment-free zone when it comes to choosing the food and the drinks that go with it yeah. um, because it's all part of the whole experience. So, and I think we say that, you know, it should taste good. Like having a beautiful looking cake and then cutting it and it being dry or not the flavour that you're after is disappointing. You've spent a lot of money and let's face it, wedding cakes are expensive. Event cakes are expensive um, because they've got good quality ingredients in them. And we all know when we do our grocery shopping, everything's gone up in value, in price um, across yeah. the board. That That's the same for us. So, um, Well, and but- I think it's not just the ingredients and this is a wedding industry all around. It's not mm. just my makeup Um actual makeup um it's the service that goes with it it's the um experience the the knowledge the application and just listening to what you've been talking about yeah professionalism it's it's, it's all the stuff we all know in this industry that we that, that other people don't don't know and as, as I've said before quite rightly so you're not expected to be an expert in every field um, especially not getting you know getting married and automatically knowing everything you should know but it's what we do to avoid a lot of problems as well yes. before we get the final product to you. So tell us <laughs> so. about the process that you go through and what maybe some of our brides could actually understand about the cake wedding industry. Um, what to expect when you just, I don't know, you've just got engaged and how long till you order a cake? How long till you start thinking about it? What do you need? What what you, should yep. you expect from your cake maker? Um, I can't think of a better word than cake maker. It just sounds cool. Look, cake yeah, cake, cake maker, cake word. decorator. We also we answer to pretty much just about anything. The cake lady is often what we also <laughs> get called. Yes. yes, actually, my daughter calls Mel the cake lady. Yeah, um, I've, I've got a couple of because um, I've got a there's a couple of families that lived not far from my shop, and the kids walk past my shop to get to the school bus to the bus stop, and they'll knock on the door and say, "Hello, cake lady." Oh my god, going, <laughs> you're way too cheaper at seven in the mornings going to school so I'm like I'm I'm the cake lady I can do that that's that's fine look in in terms of time frames the thing that we fight with the most is these timelines that bridal magazines and websites often still publish which say six to eight weeks out from your wedding organize your cake um we yeah recommend you might want to put a one in front of that sometimes <laughs> when it comes to um or maybe even a two or three especially when it comes to wedding season so wedding season used to pretty much just be October and November these days it starts about mid-August I reckon it stops for a couple of weeks over Christmas and then it ranks it ramps up again for February and March and pretty much any time of the year where there's daylight saving. Yeah, um, I think in Australia we find spring and autumn are the most popular times to get married. So oh, you know fabulous time yeah. of year. You're not sweating yeah. all of clothes. So um, but yeah, so for those periods of time, a lot of us are booked out months possibly even years in advance like if you're if you're grabbing your venue and your photographer very and your celebrant very early on because you've decided to get married in the middle of October just also transfer that thought to every other vendor that you're going to you're wanting to hire as well because we all book out for that same period of time now 
it different to obviously a vendor or to a um, to a photographer. Cake decorators, we can do multiple weddings. The most I've ever delivered in one day for a wedding weekend, and I will never do this again, was ten. <gasps> um, it was. It, it was every one of them was in the Hunter Valley, however, and that was the only way we could do it. We had a lot, mm-hmm. and any. In my defence for that weekend, which my husband will laugh about when I hear this, um, in my defence for that weekend, we also had a couple of brides that were ghosted and cancelled just a few weeks before their wedding. So we took their work on so that they had a wedding cake. Mm. Um, why else? Mm. We didn't ghost or cancel anybody. They they found themselves ghosted and cancelled a few weeks beforehand. And we well, took when them you've on. been in the wedding industry for a long time, you like to help. We've been in those situations as well where um, somebody... You always try to do that and it breaks our hearts when you can't help. And there is yeah. sometimes you can't do them. But we we can do multiple weddings. So we don't book out as fast as someone who only has one spot available on that day, but we still book out well in advance. And we have to then decide how many cakes of a certain size or a certain amount of detail we can take. We not only balance based on numbers, but we balance based on the amount of time each one of those cakes can do. If I have a weekend filled with semi-naked cakes, I can do a lot more cakes to deliver on that Saturday because there's less decorating time and most of it is in just getting the outside of the cake. Like there's no intricate, there's no ruffles, there's no stenciling, there's none of that more dramatic. um, So when should a bride know exactly what they want? So when they actually contact you um, Mm -hmm. to book you to do their wedding, should they know exactly what kind of cake they want or is there like a little bit of leeway where they can book you in and then you contact them a couple of months beforehand or what what happens? We do do a little bit of that for couples that want to book more than 12 months months in advance I've always offered what I call as a save the date which is you know your wedding date you don't know what sort of cake you want you have no idea really what your guest numbers are and at the moment you're overwhelmed and you don't want to talk about cake details this far out from your wedding if you want me to make your cake because you've been following me and you all you know is that you want me to make your cake you book me in and then about seven or eight months before the wedding we'll start talking about what you want the cake to look at other couples know exactly what they want from the minute that they ring you up. The ones that we struggle with assisting are the people who don't have a date for their wedding and their venue. Obviously, we can't book you in unless you've got a date and generally a venue. So we know that if it's outside of mm-hmm. our area or things like that. In but nature, Bride, if you're booking your cake before your venue, you might want to rethink that. Very much so. We, yeah. we understand that cake can be very important to some people. Just mm-hmm. give me a heads up and say, look, I want you to make my cake in this year. I'll be getting in contact soon. So, yeah. and that that's fine. But you don't have to know exactly. I often say to my couples, um, because they'll say to me, oh, look, I don't know exactly what I want. And I'll go, okay, we'll have a phone conversation. We'll talk through a few options. And I'll say, look, okay, from what we've been chatting about, it sounds like you're after this kind of a finish. You don't want to be able to see the cake layers through the outside. You want it covered. But you don't know if you want to add things to it down the track. We also don't know your numbers could go up or go down. So we quote on something that sort of fits what you're looking at at the moment. And then we get you booked in for that. But if your numbers go up and you need more cake, we can add in a kitchen cake 
And then we just adjust the balance that, that's at the end of that. We can add things to that. We can take things off that. As long as we know what your final cake wants to look at, I would prefer it about, especially during wedding season, about six weeks out would be great to know exactly what it is, um, is, is all locked in. But there's often a little bit more flexibility around that as well. So if all of a sudden your numbers drop dramatically and we need to take it from a five-tiered cake down to a three-tiered cake, we can do that. That's that's no problem because things change over those months. You know, I mean, mm. we, we saw that happen a couple of years ago where just before we went into lockdown, we had weddings that went from 130 down to 30 or 40 people because they, you know, different areas started going into lockdown or requirements for venues, you know, changed and things like that. So, you know, we just adjust what we're mm. doing. There's there's a point in time you can't adjust really after that mm. point um, because we're getting too late. I mean, given yeah. that wedding cakes need to be made, they're not made the day of or the day beforehand in general unless we've made a big mistake and forgotten it and we're baking the day beforehand, which has never happened to me, touch wood. So you drop the cake officially. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know, you can you you do you do have to have that level of flexibility because themes change. Mm like styling changes and there's yeah, so much sure. out there you, you you can start your wedding planning thinking you're going to have this this classical theme that you've been dreaming of since you were a child or that you've seen and then you get halfway through the process and you see something that makes your heart skip a beat or it makes you it takes your breath away and you're like I have to read completely restructure everything because I must have this mm-hmm. and that's fine we can do that um I think we've all learnt to turn on the size of the size of a two cent piece, you know, yeah. when it comes to weddings and things like that. And mm-hmm. that lets us, I guess, it's it's a difference between, you know, having that experience and not getting mm-hmm. freaked out by changes like that. For sure, and I guess that also comes into like dietary requirement changes and catering, um, you know, that perspective as well. So, have, do you well, see a lot so. of, you know, allergies and you know, is all of that caterable for is that the right yeah it it is where we've obviously seen a caterable well we'll make it one shall we that is new for the dictionary webster caterable (laughs) yeah you know what i'm i do look (laughs) you, you have to consider that the dietary requirements and dietary preferences they're very two very different things um are very prevalent in this in this society. Do they society. fall into caterable? <laughs> they, they, in general, yes. I mean, I, I I say to my couples, listen, I whilst I can make gluten free product, and I have mm-hmm. one gluten free and one dairy free cake on my menu. Mm-hmm. I am not an allergy baker. I don't spe- specialize in mm. that. My commercial and being in a shop situation, I have a commercial kitchen. I've got. In my shop, I have commercial ovens, I have stainless steel benches, I have basically an inspected, registered commercial kitchen, mm-hmm. as if you're walking into a restaurant, basically, mm-hmm. just without the fries and all that. So my sanitation, sanitization process and all of that, being able to minimise the amount of cross-contamination between, let's say, a gluten-free bake and a regular bake is certainly a lot easier to be able to manage in a controlled environment like that when mm. you've got hard surfaces and you've got 
um, you know, I've, I've got a commercial cleaner that comes in to, do, to clean the shop as well. So being able to have that in place makes things just that little bit safer. However, I still have plenty of products that are containing lots of, you know, well, gluten products or nuts or things like that. They're all stored on site. Mm. So if you if you are if you have that much of a severe allergy, in general you're you've been very careful with what you are eating and mm. where you are buying it from to begin with. You're probably limiting what's going to be at your wedding to mm-hmm. to start off with, yeah. and there are allergy set allergy bakers. So sometimes I don't know if there is an exclusive gluten free baker up here. That has a that only bakes gluten free. There's a lot of us that bake gluten free and other products up here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm happy to be proven wrong, and if anybody is, please let me know. Um, mm-hmm. But you, there are a couple in Sydney, so people may bring up because they know that there is no gluten that is in this premises. The same, the same with vegan cakes and things like that. There are bakeries out there that only bake vegan products. Well, and it's a specialist product. It, it is. It is a highly specialist product. Um, yeah. What what we tend to find is because cakes are on their own cake board, there are ways of avoiding cross contamination. So, if you've got somebody who is celiac and you don't want to, you don't want them to run the risk of of getting any cross contamination. But at the same time, you want them still to have some cake we'd probably recommend you order them a separate little kitchen cake. So that's a cake that goes straight to the kitchen in its own little box and it gets Mm -hmm. cut up and it looks, or you can probably even still have the same flavours in general as what you've got out on the big cake that's on display, but it would be a gluten-free, celiac-friendly. So my mum's celiac and we actually had um, a cupcake made just for her in her own little box and that was just delivered to her. She was was special, but it was, it was nice because, um, you know, the rest of us just had um, our cake and it was all sort of put together, but she still got to experience, you know, a piece of cake, but it was was gluten free. So it was. um, Especially these days where most of, mostly the cake is being served as dessert. Um, yeah. probably yeah. more more than 50 yeah. percent of the cakes that we do are being served as dessert because mm-hmm. then they're not generally made from fruit cake anymore so they're not mm-hmm. taken home like they used to be oh so God. you yeah. i know see I, I i i love a good fruit cake i might be oh. the minority no any, my, any psychopaths like fruit cake uh, seriously look, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do that but my my great aunt was an amazing cook and she made a phenomenal fruit cake and yeah, i sure. i have I food, food attracts memories. Food and memory are just are so yeah. intertwined. So for me, I a, I love the memories of that, you, right? Yeah. yeah. My my brother, on the other hand, absolutely hates it, but he still loved our great aunt. So you know, there's no problem yeah. there. Yeah, I so, had memory of throwing throwing it in the bin. Um, yeah, exactly. I absolutely hate fruit cake. I don't but know the, this way. The, this way, having cake like that, it doesn't get wasted. You're not taking home a huge yeah. chunk of cake. Yeah, and yeah. we all know. And I, I say to my couples, I tend to try to quote them on coffee size portions rather than full dessert size portions, even yeah. when they're serving it for dessert. Because I haven't met a venue yet in the Hunter Valley or in Newcastle or in Port Stephens that serves small amounts of food. Like no. e- even those who are doing a cocktail service, you're getting a lot of canapes. 
No, you know, people have been that. drinking by the time Kate comes around anyway. And I've got to be honest with you, um, I, I will have a, a bite or two of yep. the cake, but I, you very rarely do I finish it all. And yep, exactly. everyone's like dancing by that stage and yeah, there's so much is. going and a, on. A, a coffee-sized portion allows you to have a small amount when it's being placed in front of you for dessert and um, without the wastage. But then, then, of course, you have families who absolutely love their dessert or people who are also then having a function the next day who want the full-size dessert portions because they're taking the leftovers home and then the next day when all the family gathers, they're going to have more cake. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. it's a beautiful thing about cake. You can do whatever you want. If you if you want a cake but you only – if you want a four-tiered cake but you only have 20 people – we can make most of that polystyrene and you can have your four tiers for your photograph. Or if you can, or if you want to, if you only want a small cake and you've got 200 people, you only want a small cake to cut, which is very on trend at the moment, those, those mini cakes, then you can have that. But then we send the rest of the cake straight to the kitchen, ready to be served. So, so yes, this um, something I saw a, a couple of years ago where they had the beautiful little cake and it was really cute and, um, it was a three-tier still, but it was yep. styrofoam. Yep. The top, uh, one of the layers they cut, mm-hmm. but they had a slab of the cup cake made. It was already in the kitchen and already been cut up. Yep. <laughs> it yep. was yeah. like, yep. so then they didn't, they kept the cake that was, you know, um, that they cut and they took that home and ate it on their first anniversary. I think that's what you meant to do. Yep. Um, yeah. And then they they just had the actual flavour of the cake and everything already done in a slab where it was already done in the kitchen, which yeah. I just think is a fabulous idea because it means mm. that you can get a an amazing um, uh, picture of a cake as such, mm. but um, it, you make it so much easier because it's made of styrofoam and yeah. you know. well, it is it is. But I need to put a caveat in on this one. The oh, yeah. assumption then is that that is a cheaper option. Oh, I wouldn't imagine it was cheaper. No, no, but but a, a, a lot of people, I, I get a lot of inquiries that say we, we want, you know, and you're welcome to use dummy tears and then we'll just have a slab cake for the kitchen. So in Australia we call them kitchen cakes, Americans call them slab cakes, but um, it's Can actually, I, it I, I don't know, I, I, I probably did because I, I use both of them indiscriminately, but um, <laughs> they... The amount of time, the, the amount that a cake costs is the cake plus the time we spend decorating it and creating stuff on the outside. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you've got a if you've got a dummy cake on display that is decorated, I'm still going to charge you the same amount of money for that cake, just minus the cost of the edible portion that is inside of it. Yeah. But if I'm also giving you a kitchen cake, that is the edit that is the edible portion that was supposed to be inside that display cake. So yeah. it doesn't automatically work out to be a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there is this perception out there that slab cakes and a small cutting cake is is a budget-friendly way of doing it. Sometimes it can cost the same amount. Sometimes it can cost even more because you're asking for two, twice the product. You've got yeah. a heavily decorated display cake. Which is we fine. heard it here. It is not cheaper, and no, I, and cake dummies are expensive. Like yeah. those styrofoam <laughs> round things that go inside that, and it's not even so much that they're that expensive. The postage, because you're posting air, they're they're they're, they're round, so they don't pack <laughs> properly, and the amount of money we're we're paying cake supply places to send us cake dummies, they're mm. they're not cheap. So. 
just ask your cake decorator is always my my suggestion. If you if you're doing it because you think it's going to be a lot cheaper, ask the cake decorator yeah. you're inquiring with because quite often I've brought our couples back to sort of saying if you had that three tier that was on display that you were going to cut as being all cake, you'd actually pay less than having a three tier dummy cake and the kitchen cake in the back because you're then only paying me for one cake, not for two, right. which is what you're doing. With well, a I think that's just something that, yeah, you have to make that decision about. Um, yeah. I know it's, I think it also depends on the type of wedding you'll have. I don't think we see a lot of those weddings here in the Hunter Valley. I feel like they're a different type of wedding yes. to what we experience here. But I have only two more questions because I feel like every time you say something that I've got a a thousand <laughs> questions to ask I know, you. me too. Um, but this might need to be like three, four-part uh, podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking so, definitely. Um, but I, I have two questions. One is um, we've covered, uh, you know, how long, you know, that, you know, you should ask and book and all those sorts of things. But what are some red flags um, that our brides should look out for? I'm not talking about naming and shaming anybody. No. I'm talking about... Um, what is something that you'd be concerned about if um, you went to book your cake and this happened um, that you think could bring attention to the brides of what to look out for and hopefully avoid? Does that make oh, sense? Oh, definitely. Look, all of us start somewhere with our businesses. So I'm I'm never going to say it's bad to choose somebody who doesn't have an expansive portfolio. Um, or somebody who is very new to the industry because we have some amazing, fairly new cake decorators who are starting up all the time and they're, they're oh. incredibly skilled and talented. Incredible. My neighbour. Well, I, I think that the, the other thing you need to keep in mind is that you're talking about a food product. Um, so a food product can poison people. Like if we're, we're dealing with products that can give somebody food poisoning. Um, you're dealing, especially, you know, things like buttercream. You're, we're, we're, we're dealing with eggs. We're dealing with butter. We're dealing with, you know, a whole range of things. Sorry, I know you could be making a buttercream. Well, you could smell it a mile off. But if you don't, that's, I, I guess it's a reason anyone who's providing food for an event is supposed to be registered and inspected whether or not they have a registered or an inspected home kitchen and different councils have their own requirements as to what they are or whether or not they have a commercial kitchen like I do and like I know Mel does. Um, so is this something the bride should ask for? Uh, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 I wait. It, it's Okay. I am I'm I'm a big supporter of our of our cake decorators that are up around here and uh, quite a few of them work from home and they make incredible products and things like that but legally and technically anything that's being prov being sold should come from a registered and inspected kitchen as yeah. I said whether or not that's a home one or not if you if you message me and say to me do you are you registered and inspected? I can give you my council's inspection report when they come out once a year to say that we comply. They've they've come out, they've walked around, they test the temperature of my fridges and freezers, they look at all my protocols. I also have to have qualifications in food, safe food handling and things like that. 
we had a major change at the end of last year around food handling and storage that we've everyone's had to implement as well. All of those things are in place because I have a shop front situation. I'm also fully insured. So you might want to check the public liability insurance of your cake decorator because, again, they're delivering a food product to a venue. A lot of venues will ask the suppliers for food products what they to give them a copy of their public liability insurance. Someone who bakes from home may still have public liability insurance and then it, it's not an issue. But if they're in a commercial kitchen, then they should also have inspection reports from their council as well. So mm-hmm. it's th- those things are not important to everybody. And I'm not saying if, if they're not important to you as a couple, then go with go with how it is that you want to go with. Your venue may ask you who is providing the cake mm-hmm. and then may yeah, say to you, do they, do they come from a registered kitchen? Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, some, some venues will not work with people who don't who don't have registered and inspected kitchens or who aren't right. fully insured because well, we're bring yeah. they're bringing a food product onto their grounds. So and I guess that they're also Yeah, and I guess that you know if if somebody does get food poisoning they they don't necessarily know whether it's from the venue or from the cake either, you know, because you're eating them at the very, same time. Very so, much so. And especially when we're dealing with allergies or intolerances or things like that, like yeah. you know, you, you've got to be aware of all of that. Legally, you should be ordering your product from a registered um, business, a registered and insured business. Um, but that, as I said, that that can look like a number of things. As there is some, a lot of councils will register and inspect home kitchens, so mm-hmm. ask your cake decorator if they are. Um, so ask if they bake their product on site. Some people um, buy in pre-made cakes, and again, not an issue. Um, and they're decorators rather than cake makers. So they buy in the cake that is already produced as a naked cake and they buy in ganache and filling and they put it together and their passion is the decorating side of things. It's a great way to run a business, you know, to be honest. I did know a business that that did that and they actually hired a baker basically to make the, and they literally were, it was kind of like a collaboration, I guess, like one did the baking and one did the decorating and they weren't a business together, but they sort of outsourced each other. Oh, Um, most of the major big, um, I mean, I trained very early on, we're talking earlier down at Planet Cake um, when they, they were still a very large business and they, they ran a cake decorating school, but they also then, um, you know, made cakes for celebrities and large weddings and things like that. All of their cakes came from a bakery who baked for them. They didn't have a bakery on site on their premises. It came from a bakery who baked for them, and they they were delivered there. And that that's common knowledge. I think they go into that in, into their books and things like that. So it's not a problem to buy the cakes in um, and use them and be a decorator from that point of view. But um, if they're making them from scratch or, you know, on their premises, then you've got every right and every reason to ask them, are you a registered business? Are you a registered and inspected food business? Um, mm-hmm. Do you have a registered home kitchen? Mm-hmm. If that, as I said, if that's not important to you, then choose, would- choose the cake decorator who makes your heart sing when you look at their cakes. Mm. 
I think that that is definitely something that I didn't um, I didn't actually realise. So I think that, yeah, maybe asking that question, um, especially when you've got a large wedding of people, I mean, we all buy cakes from bakeries and not even think about that sort of thing, right? But um, it's definitely something that we're thinking about. Thank you so much, Fiona, <laughs> for talking to us for our three-part podcast on cakes because um, it's Absolute been thoroughly pleasure. enjoyable. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for asking me to do this. It's been great. With you, the sun is shining 24 7. Because when we're together, it feels like we're in heaven. If it will get dark, you'll be my million stars. I know I can lean on you. Oh, you catch me like a leaf falling from a tree. If you'll be a shooting star, I'll make a wish. No, I don't fake this kind of feeling, never felt so real. My heart is on the table cause you're my everything I do, 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 do I wanna marry you Cause when you're around I know it's true The way you make me feel is so good, baby So good, so good Every single day was fell apart I wanna be with you Baby, take my hand, hold it tight Becoming blind by your dazzling grace What a beautiful feeling to be close to you There's nothing else I wanna do Ooh, from the fields of flowers you chose to pick me You're spreading sugar on my misery And I don't fake this kind of feeling, never felt so real My heart is on the table cause you're my everything I do, 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 do I want to marry you Cause when you're around I know it's true The way you make me feel Is so good, baby So good, so good Every single day was trying to